you know, we could all use some encouragement. And I've got some good news for you. Welcome to 5 Minutes with Mark. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to 5 Minutes with Mark. We're picking up the story today in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, at verse 3. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? There's so much going on in this story, and obviously this is not the end of the story. Uh, but we're going to stop right here because there's a lot of things we need to think about. First off, they, they bring to him a paralytic. There are four men who bring a paralyzed person to them. We don't know if this is an old man or a young man. Jesus calls him son, so I would assume this is a younger person. But all we know is he's paralyzed. He's incapable of getting there to help himself. He needs community around him. And his friends know his need, and they know that Jesus is the answer to his need. And so they go to extraordinary effort to get him to Jesus. There's a sermon in that. You see, we're surrounded by people who are paralyzed, spiritually paralyzed, unable to make the steps they need to get the salvation, the redemption, the restoration, the healing, the life that they're so desperately in need of. When we look around us and we see the brokenness of our neighbors and our family and the people down the street and the people on the corner, it's easy for us to think, man, that's a lot of problems. What we need to say is, what can I do and what can we as the community of faith do to help them get into the presence of God? Sometimes we have to take extraordinary measures. Now, these men, they get the friend on a stretcher. They're moving him in. The crowd is packed around the house there in Capernaum, so much so that there's no way to move. And what do they do? Well, they go around the back, they somehow wind in, and they get up on the roof of the house. And they would have gone in, the roof of the house would have been like palm fronds, right? It's, 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 laid, it's palms laid out, uh, thickly thatched on the roof. And they begin digging through the roof. Can you imagine Jesus and Peter and Andrew and the others are sitting there and you can hear the commotion going on up there. Jesus is preaching. There's a commotion on the roof. Suddenly, there's a little daylight that pokes through. Next thing you know, there's a whole lot of light poking through, and there's these guys with ropes lowering this man down into the, into the room. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of faith. And it's very interesting to me when you read this that Jesus sees their faith. Who's there? Their faith is the faith of the friends. The thing that's going to make the difference in this is not the paralyzed man. 
the thing that makes a difference is the action of the friends, the four men who make the effort to get the paralyzed friend into the presence of Jesus. In fact, as we read the entire story, the paralyzed man never speaks. We don't know what he actually believed. Was he hopeless? He was in a hopeless situation. But the faith of his friends is going to make a difference. Now it's really fascinating too. They get the roof ripped open. They get their friend lowered down. Jesus sees their faith and he says to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Gasp. The scribes and the Pharisees, the religious elite, the scholars, those who knew the Bible, those who knew the Old Testament, you know, the Jewish text, the keepers of the faith, they're scandalized. This is blasphemy. This is speaking evil of God. This is assuming that you are God. No man can forgive sin but God alone. Well, Jesus, of course, was God. But they don't know that. All they know is this foreigner, this rabbi, this, this teacher who's causing all of these commotions and all this trouble, he just said, your sins are forgiven you to a paralyzed man. What did the paralyzed man hear? Was he really there to have his sins forgiven or was he there to have his legs restored? What were his friends thinking as they lowered him down? Is he paralyzed because of his sin? Or is he paralyzed because life dealt him a rough hand and what he needs is restoration? Well, here's the thing. We all have a rough hand. Life is hard. We all have challenges, physical, emotional, economical challenges. But at the core of all of that is our spiritual challenge. Our deepest need is not for our circumstances to be resolved. Our deepest need is for our sin problem to be taken care of. And that's the first thing that Jesus deals with. Your sins are forgiven you. And my friends, good news today. If you have received Christ as your Savior, your sins are forgiven you, even if your circumstances aren't perfect. And that it's what matters the most. We'll see you next time. I hope you're enjoying this Bible study, this quick devotion. If you'd like more content, you'd like to know more about me and see more of the things that I'm doing, check out my website, theeclecticmonk.com. There you'll find out about my video vlog, my podcast, and a whole lot of other stuff. Hope you'll join me there.